Welcome to the Movies to Watch Before You Die podcast. I am your host, Dylan, along with my cousin and co-host, Gab. And today we're talking about a movie that I have nominated to be a movie to watch before you die, to join the pantheon of films we have decided. But first, Gab is going to tell you why you're listening to us to begin with. Well, listener, you are listening to us because this is our, I I would venture to say, past 50 episodes. 52nd Um, episode. 52nd episode. Look at us go. That's a full year. And we've done this every week. That is a full year of podcasts. Oh, my God. It's happy movies watch before you die anniversary. This seems to be a bigger deal. Oh, no. (laughs) 51st episode. Oh, Jesus Christ. I botched it. Damn it. All right. Well, listener, next week is going to be a really big deal. We're going to have an anniversary episode. I'm calling it now. So um, you're listening to us because we have a lot of experience doing this podcast. Not quite a year, but almost there. And also, we are um, experts in this field. So Dylan went to college for film editing. Um, he went to film school, obviously, to get that degree. <laughs> I'm botching this. I went to acting school. I have my degree in theater performance, which makes me an expert in script analysis, character development, and plot devices. And we just love watching movies and talking about them. Yes. Thank you. We we really, we came back around. We nailed that, locked it down. Okay. So today we are talking about the 2005 film Red Eye starring Killian Murphy and Rachel McAdams. And Gab, I'm putting you back on the spot. You are going to tell me what this movie is about. What's this all been about? What am I working toward? You think you know everything about me, don't you? I die, but you're bottom. I bloody well ought to. This movie is about a woman whose name I believe is Lisa. Correct. Who is the manager of a hotel uh, where a lot of high-powered people stay. And it is all about her being uh, essentially held up on a plane by a terrorist. who Not the terrorist you might think of when you think of terrorists on a plane, but uh, a... I maybe that was too much. Um, a a yeah, hold on. You want to start back. your what's it about again? No, 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 no. I'm in it now. Okay. Um, I'm in it now. He he come to find he needs her to move a very powerful political guest of the hotel from a room on the inside to a room on the outside where he will be easier to murder. And he basically says, if you don't do this, I will have your father killed. And so she's stuck on this airplane and she has to figure out how to not get this man and her father killed. That's crazy, Gab. That is verbatim with my IMDb plot summary. (laughs) Including the, not the terrorist you would think. Including that. It's wild. No, let me read the IMDb plot summary, which managed to say this a little bit more concisely. A woman is kidnapped by a stranger on a routine flight. Threatened by the potential murder of her father, she is pulled into a plot to assist her captor in a political assassination. Um, yeah. I mean, I could see how that would be a little bit more clear and concise but i don't know that i would say kidnapped uh i would say kidnapped she she's being held against her will she can't get away from him sure sure sure, sure. all right that's fine you um, tag all right one? uh i do that's good because i was going to tell you anyway okay <sighs> but there's only one tagline fear takes flight horrendous eh, i think that's okay it's a little i, I think that's all right do you have a better tagline? You don't want to know my taglines. That's a terrible tagline, Gab. <laughs> um, okay. Well, Dylan, 
uh, you picked this movie. So why don't you, you want to give a little bit more insight or are you, we good with this? Um, I can give a little bit more insight. I feel like there's not much more that you have to know. You know, yeah. I don't think that this is a very plot heavy movie. It's um, straightforward. Yeah. And I think that's a great thing because this whole movie is only 85 minutes, which yeah. they don't make them like that anymore. You know what I mean? No, Everything no, I see now is like two hours and 40 minutes and it's it's a war between me and my bladder to make it through to the end. <laughs> um, I, I think that uh, the only other things that I would say is. And obviously, you know, here's your spoiler warning because we're going to start spoiling things. Um, and if you do want to watch it, you can find it on Paramount Plus or Gab. I'm guessing you rented it on Amazon. You know, I did. I love spending three ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so. The important thing is that by the end. The political assassin, I don't I it's funny because you don't know what to call him because he never he doesn't have a job title for what he does. Yeah, he, he calls himself a manager as well. Yeah, Um, I call him a terrorist. He specifically says he's not a terrorist. Okay, would you do most terrorists walk around admitting that they're terrorists? Do you think they 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 don't think they're terrorists? They think they're heroes. But I think terrorism comes with I think by definition, terrorism is followed by political or religious extremism in some way. And that's this is just business for him. Okay, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he makes it very known. And it's funny because we sort of don't refer to him by name, but his name is Jackson Ripner. Um, which is probably not his real name, but no, he refers to himself as a manager and this is his job and he gets his job done. Um, but by the end, Lisa has found a way to get in the way of his job and it becomes about him trying to make Lisa and her father pay for stopping his coup assassination, whatever you want to call it. Um, so I think we can get into opinion time if you would like to. I would love to. In this critic's opinion... You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Well, I have a right to my opinion, and my opinion is you have no right to your opinion. What I really like about this movie is I think it's very stripped down. Like, there's really only two characters that matter. There's a couple other characters who, like, we even know the name of. Maybe, like, three characters that we know the name of. But this movie is about two characters. It's about Lisa and it's about Jackson. Or Jack, whatever we want to call him. And neither one of them is stupid. And I always like when I feel like in a movie, nobody is stupid. I feel like I've said that a bunch of times with movies I've picked. Um, you know, going back to... Um, what's the Audrey Hepburn one? Oh, my God. Uh, wait till dark. Wait until dark. And that's... It's very much how I feel about this movie is that Jackson starts with the upper hand, but Lisa is always trying to find a way to... Stay in control, stay stay in control of herself at first, but then once she gets the upper hand, stay in control of the situation. Um, I also think that from a filmmaking standpoint, this movie does a couple things that I really like. But if you want to give a, a, a brief opinion here or there, too, I don't want to do this thing that I feel like I do sometimes during mine where I like filibuster at the beginning. So if you have a few some little opinion nuggets that you want to put out there. I don't have a little opinion nugget. I have a pretty big opinion Drop a full opinion deuce on me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I I can start with a a little anecdote. Okay. So our previous episode, we had a guest, Scott Interante. Yes. Someone that I've known at this point for over half of my life, which is scary. Um, 
going on two thirds of my life, which is even scarier. Uh, um, we are old. And he and I actually saw this movie together in the movie theaters. And um, I don't remember any of it. I I felt like when I was watching it this time, I was watching it for the first time. But I know we saw this movie together. And when I said to him, oh, next week we're doing Red Eye, you and I saw that in the movies together. He said to me, I remember that it was also the most embarrassing moment of my life. And I don't remember the movie or something embarrassing that happened to him while we were seeing the movie. And I said, you know what? Please don't remind me. I'm happy with the the no memory of any okay, of that. I was so, going to say, it's not the movie that embarrassed them, I'm sure. There has to have been no, something no, no. that happened. Something happened. I have no idea what it was. I don't remember. I don't want to know. And so this movie it lives... What what's the opposite of rent free? I mean, it doesn't pay rent, but it like I was gonna this say. movie has been uh, kidnapped and removed from my memory, much like your childhood. This movie is homeless from your memory. Homeless from my memory. Yes. Thank you. Um. So anyway, that's my little anecdote. Um. I really don't have a ton to say without really getting down to like the verdict verdict. Okay. Um. But I do have a long list of things that I would really like for you to answer to. Okay. I guess if you, you know what, if you want to do that in a second, I'll let you do that in a second. Let me point out like one or two filmmaking things that I really love. Yeah, please. Why did you interrupt yourself to hear me whine? I thought you'd have some opinions and you're like, I have no opinions. I have questions, but okay. Yeah. I mean, um, my, my have questions. I think that there is a shot in this movie that is so fucking cool where we are going through the plane and it's one thing when it just feels like the, you know, we're going through one of the aisles. Then all of a sudden the camera is just going over the passenger seats and it uh -huh. gets to Lisa and Jack. And the way they did it, I started thinking, I was like, oh, so is there like a camera mounted in the ceiling that they did that somehow? I just thought it was really cool. And it was like, way to go above and beyond for something you totally didn't need to do. Movie? Yeah. Cool. Good on you. I also really like normally... You know, sometimes the opening credits are like a time to check out, but the opening credits have just a montage of things going on in this movie that if you were paying attention, mean nothing to you at the time, but all come back to make like so much sense. Um, you, The first thing we see is her father's wallet being taken, which Jackson yeah. Ripner, who has the same initials as her father, then shows her to show that like he's, you know, to be taken seriously. You see the bazooka being taken out of like the fake thing of fish. You the see. Fish, yeah. Don't hit me with fish. <laughs> or bazookas. <laughs> yes. Um, you see the field hockey photo, which also comes back later because she uses the fuck out of a field hockey stick. Um, the building plans. And I was just, you know, having seen the movie before and remembering it kind of as I was watching that, I was like, oh, all of this, all of this is important for some reason. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also, there was just a moment with she says, I can still make this flight. I've got 10 minutes. And I'm like, no, no, you ain't. Nobody gets through TSA in 10 minutes. Nobody. <laughs> like the Honestly, Pope ain't making that's, that flight. I said that. I fucking said that. I was like, on what planet? And then I thought, oh, well, this is pre-9-11. And then I was like, no, it's not. Also, Gab, a fun fact. Do you remember um, the character that ends up being the doctor? But at first, in the beginning of the movie, he's just complaining online. Uh-huh. And it's when we get Jackson introduced and he says, you know, she's probably having just as hard time as anyone else is here. Yada, yada. Um, that yeah. is the voice of Robin from Batman the Animated Series, Lauren Lester. So fun fact, I didn't even remember that, but I was listening and I was like, oh my God, I know that person. 
Thank you for listening to the Batman references to know before you die podcast. Um, have a good night. The people are going to love it. Gab. Scotty's going to love that sure. one. Mark I'm is going to sure. love that one. Scotty, make sure you timestamp this so that three weeks from now, we have no idea what you're referring to. <laughs> I'll know. I'll know. Okay. Sure you will. Um, Those were the two big technique things that I feel like I want to point out. Also that Killian Murphy in this movie has the bluest eyes anyone's ever fucking seen. They've got to be CGI, right? I said that out loud. I was like, his no. eyes are, are CGI'd. No. They're real? He looks like a goddamn White Walker. <laughs> he Did like, you watch Game of Thrones, by the way? I sure did. Like, I didn't okay, watch it good. from the start, but I, I Giselle got into it, which meant I got into it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, good. I just want to make sure. Killian Murphy is one of those guys who is, like, very attractive, but in this movie, he is, maybe it's just a hair being out of place or something. He is very scary looking. Hardcore unattractive. I don't give a fuck. Don't come at me. Don't answer this. Don't say anything. That is an ugly man. Also, though, he does have that classic 2005 Jim from the Office haircut. Is that what it is? No, it's not a Jim yes. from the Office haircut. It is. Oh, Dylan, don't make me use your middle name. You could use my middle name. It's not a Jim from the Office haircut. I'm just saying there is something about him. He is obviously attractive. Whatever. No, what? no. Having blue eyes doesn't make you attractive. As someone with blue you know who eyes, had blue I hope eyes? it does. <laughs> Hitler. I don't think that's true, Gav. No, but he was into people with blue eyes, and so therefore... <laughs> that would have fitted much better during the Nice Guys episode. <laughs> <laughs> this, that's my... Uh, I'm a... Uh, anyway, I don't know. Um, um, He's ugly. He's He's got like a fucked up face. He looks like... Hold on, hold on, hold on. He's got like the I, greatest bone structure in the world, Gav. I, I, I just don't. He has the think... cheekbones of a god sculpted from Marvel, guy. No, he doesn't. He's got the and jawline I, you know, of Batman. Shut up. He has, you know, the okay. So in Silence of the Lambs, there's the guy. I've only seen that movie once. It was a long time ago. There's the guy that has the really fucked up face and has like a like a mat like a fake face. That is Red Dragon. You're thinking of not Silence of the Lambs, I think. No, because I've never heard of him in my life. There's a uh, hold on. I'm thinking maybe it's what's the the sequel to Silence of the Lambs? I think it's Red Dragon. <laughs> oh, really? There's Red Dragon. There's Manhunter. There's Silence of the Lambs. Am I missing one? I think I might be missing one. No, Is there's there a movie an called old... Hannibal. Hannibal. Maybe it's Hannibal. There's an old man and he has like a fake face. I think it's Hannibal. Yeah. That's what Killian Murphy looks like in this movie. Get the fuck out of here. No, I won't. Okay. We're going to have to agree to disagree on that one. For That's going to be Listener. my little, I put like a little survey in the Spotify version of these things because yeah. they have a thing for that. And that, I'm going to put, is Killian Murphy handsome? <laughs> That's Good. all it's going it. to be this time. I dare you. I say nay. Don't you vote in it. Don't you I'm sway. voting in it. Don't I'm you an American citizen. I can vote in whatever poll I want. This vote is rigged and it's fake news. Okay. Corey. Hold Don't on. you make Corey vote it either. You let Corey decide on his own if he thinks Killian Murphy's beautiful or not. I'm coming. He's coming so I can ask him, you prick. Are we fighting? <laughs> I think we're fighting. We haven't fought like this since we were children. Is Killian Murphy attractive? Yes or no question. Not to me. Thank you. Wait, 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 wait. I think, uh, who's that guy? James Marston? Marston? Marston. Marston? He's, he's attractive. I think Killian Murphy is like the bizarro version of James Marsden. Marsden. Okay, so wait. James Marsden. In general, in general, to most. Hold on, he can't hear you. Just just tell him what I'm saying. 
in yeah. general, would you say Killian Murphy is attractive to most people? Would you say that he is classically attractive in some manner? No, I think I think the reason that I named James Marsden is because James Marsden is classically handsome to most people. And I think Killian Murphy could have been as attractive as James Marsden if he had different parents. <laughs> Corey, give Gap back the AirPod. Get out of here. <laughs> All right. Sally, what do you think? Did you see that crazy yawn? I'm so sorry I put the microphone in front of her face because she literally went like this. <laughs> um, um, thank you. Yeah, thanks for nothing, Corey. Uh, Shut up. <laughs> this is so throwing me off now. I don't know what I was going to say. Go ahead with your right. questions that you had for Red Eye. All right. So here's my list. You see this list? You can't see No, this I just list. see the whiteness of the screen. Okay. So <clears throat> I think this movie should not be called Red Eye. Interesting. I think this movie should be called Plot Hole. I can't Proceed. hear you now. Proceed oh, further. I can hear you now. Okay. Okay. Number one, I want you to answer for each and every now, one of these wait. sins. Because immediately, if this is going to be like, how come the people around can't hear them? And it's just going to be like, well, you need to suspend suspend your fucking disbelief. No, 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 no. I haven't even started yet. Don't raise your voice at me. I'm older than you. Number one, they're <laughs> talking loud on the plane. <laughs> they're talking See, I very it. loud. I knew it. <laughs> Shut up. They are talking loud. No, okay? if you want to be an asshole about it, you can be like, how come she she gets knocked out? How come she wakes up so soon? Like, if you want to be like a cinema sins asshole, you can come up with a million reasons for every movie. <laughs> okay. How come in the great Gatsby he doesn't just Number kill days? I don't know. <laughs> Number two, I've never seen an air a phone in the seat of an airplane. This is okay, 2005. Mind, the movie's from 2005. There were there were still phones in the air in the seats. I don't remember that. Okay, and you don't remember rotary phones? I'm sure they existed. I've I've seen them in the flesh. I've touched one. I've I don't know about this phone in the in the seat. Never seen that's it before one of, in my that's life. That's your second problem with this movie. Number the fact three. that phones existed on planes. Number three. Oh my god. She stabs him in the neck. Yeah. He does not bleed. He does not pass out, and he's capable of running and and attempting murder without a problem if i got stabbed in the neck i would die instantly my body would go into shock i would not be able to walk or think or do anything other than start to decay now gab let me explain something to you movies are not real um so <sighs> sometimes people do things in movies that they would not do in reality because in reality if he headbutt her so hard she was unconscious she would not wake up a half hour later okay. to make the phone call thank you for helping to make my point there's it's another a, plot hole. Gap, All right. Number gap, five. Gap. Nope. He number also four. gets number shot four. twice, stabbed with a high heel. And you're like, the throat stab. I can't buy it. Can't buy it. I mean, you're just further proving my point of how oh ridiculous this fucking movie is. Number four. <clears throat> she's running very well and very fast in those heels. She doesn't ditch them. She doesn't take the heels off and, and run. She's running in high heeled shoes like she is a fucking running to the end zone with the football to win the Super Bowl. Not having it. Number five. This is a big one. Number five. So at what point in the movie did you decide I'm just going to make a shit list? <laughs> I, nope, no, 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 no. Listen, listen, you, I told you you had to answer to all of these. You sit here in the discomfort and you listen to what I have to say. I am Number not five. uncomfortable at all with your bullshitness. They both 
fit in the airplane bathroom. Now, I know, I know that some people have sex in an airplane bathroom. I have never done it. I will never do it. That's disgusting. But you mean to tell me that that airplane bathroom is big enough that she can lay on the floor? That adult human woman can First lay all, on the floor? She doesn't lay on the floor. She has her yes, knees she pressed does. to her chest. She's not like laying out like she's in bed. Dylan, have you ever been in an airplane bathroom? Yes or no? Yes, of yes course I have. Or Gab, no. okay. Gab, can you understand that air, airlines and flights have changed in the past 18 years drastically? Oh, yeah. yeah, they've the bathrooms have gotten smaller in I 18 swear years. To God That's what have. it is. I swear to God they have. Okay. It's Number not six. just me getting fatter, Gab. This is happening. It's real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's amazing how as you get older, the bathrooms get smaller. Um, Number six, she doesn't kill him. It's like she's going out of her way to not kill him. Oh, I'm going to hit him with a vase. Oh, I'm going to smack him in the knee. She doesn't just kill him. Number seven. I just want to tell you, I just, with a quick Google from 2017, why airplane bathrooms are getting smaller. There are articles about this guy. It is a real okay. thing. They're also okay. giving you less seat in every aisle too. Less room in each okay. seat. Okay. 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 That's what was fine. your previous I'll, thing? I'll she happily... doesn't kill him because she captures him. He is defeated. No, but I'm just saying, like, he was chasing her around the house. Yeah. He had a knife, and she's still like, well, I don't want to kill him. Let me just hit him in the knee so he his knee hurts. What are you talking like, about? She him. shoots him. No, she doesn't. She shoots oh, him she in the stomach, and then her father shoots him in the shoulder. No, she shoots him she in the shoulder. She also stabs him in the thigh with her high heel. I know, but it's like, it, it, that's not how you kill somebody. You're making she it takes... seem like she was, like, doing, you know the like stereotypical thing of like slapping her hands at him like oh no please please don't hurt me that's what no, I felt she like was, she, she was going hard she wasn't going beat hard. the shit out she of him with a field hard. hockey stick while he has a blade i know and she didn't beat him hard it was just ridiculous okay and she gets the gun and she misses shoot him in the fucking head shoot him in the head shoot yeah. him in the head do you have a lot of have you been to a shooting range gab dylan you remember when we used to play uh, laser tag all the time and I was really good at shooting you in the head Gab are you seriously comparing laser tag to a situation where a man is coming you, at you, you to murder you I mean if somebody was actually laser tag the stakes feel high bitch. enough if somebody was actually coming at me you best believe I would be even more accurate all right have you number ever fired seven. a gun no number seven oh that's irrelevant God. That's her badgering so the witness you're comparing badgering it the witness. laser tag number you're badgering seven. me this is Dylan, hostile number seven they're, they fire the bazooka into the hotel. Yeah. Number one. Wait. Nobody dies. You said number seven, number one? Is, oh, this, number one, is this subsection? This is a sub. This well, is give a me fucking A or say Roman okay. numeral a. one. A. Say a. I and then say <laughs> I, I. Then say I, I, I. Then say I, B. Okay. I. Nobody dies. I, I. Yes, sir. There's no fire. The yes, Captain. There's no fire. The the other... The there's, room there's, explodes and they run no out of flame. it just in time. You see the bodyguards get thrown by the flames. Yeah, but then she's walking around on the phone and it looks like a fucking sitcom where she's like, oh, my God, there's a hole. Like, you can see the outside, but there are no flames. There's no structural damage to the building. She's just standing damage there. To the Gab, part of it's exploded. There is structural damage. <laughs> exploded. But, exploded I mean, all over the place. We were just talking about 9-11. Oh, my Remember God. what happened there? Something, the whole fucking building went down. You mean to tell me just that room got destroyed from a bazooka? Nope, I'm not buying it's a it. Penthouse Number room. eight. Number eight. 
after this whole thing goes down, she goes back to the hotel there. There, the two girls are talking and the one girl goes, I need a drink. And she goes, yeah, just not. I could do anything except a Bay Breeze. Like the police don't want to question them. They can just leave the scene. They're getting ready to go get a drink, Dylan. They're on to the next. Gav, it's the fucking movie. Did you want the end credits to be them being interrogated by the police? No, Is that what not. you wanted? I mean, at least in Die Hard, the police are like, hey, listen, before you go home to your wife and make amends and shit, like, we, you got to sit down. Literally, here so Die Hard ends with him getting a limo and driving off. Number if nine. If this is what y'all do for Christmas, I gotta be here for New Year's. You presented the wrong movie. You think I don't know well enough to know exactly how it fucking ends, Gav. Number nine. You mean IX? <laughs> <laughs> no, because this is this is part of the great list. This is not the subset. Number nine. No repercussions for murdering this man. Her father's house is destroyed. She drove the car into the house. She murdered somebody there. She's not worried about going home no to her father. To, to deal with the body, she's off getting a drink, Dill. She's yeah, ready to no go out to the bar. It was self-defense with two people trying to murder her. I know, but she doesn't even go home. She's not like, hey, listen, I'd love to get a drink with you, but I got to go home to my dad who almost died. And also, who's got a dead body in his foyer? So, Gab, do you want, let me understand, this easy breezy 85-minute movie, would you prefer it to be 130 minutes that we can have a nice solid like 45 minutes at the end of them just waiting in a hospital waiting room? Hold on, Dad, I have we something gotta to get say. you checked out. I have something oh, to the say. cops <laughs> want to talk to me in this other room. I have something to say. You have nothing I have to, something say. to say. You said I have something on, to say. Please, please. Number 10. Oh my god. And I want to thank you for this because I almost forgot. How many more There's things no are way. there? There's no way she's making that flight in 10 minutes. She's not gonna get through TSA. And that is my list of why this movie is a giant plot hole, and I thought it was bad. Oh my god. I cannot no if, if this Gab, if this is the future, if this is the route you want to take, we can nitpick the shit out of movies. No, 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 no. I don't think it's nitpicky is the thing because I this love suspending so my disbelief. So I love suspending my disbelief. No, if your first thing was the exact suspension of disbelief thing that I called immediately, if your first thing was gonna be, can't the other people on the plane hear them, then no. <laughs> no, Gab. Damn no, you. Uh, I listen, say. listen, listen, listen. All right, all right, all right. Listen, listen, listen. Um I just thought that first of all, okay, let's, let's, let's be adults and I'm going to bring something else up. Let's and be I'm, adults I'm, so that you finished your 10 part list. <laughs> I'm being serious. I genuinely, truthfully, in my heart of hearts, believe that Rachel McAdams is a bad actor. What? Unless, unless she is playing a character. I think she's a really good character actor. I think she was brilliant as regina george i think she was amazing in um the notebook which i don't even think is a very good movie i think her performance was incredible but i think anytime she's just like the every girl and this is not the first time i've said this on this podcast i just don't think she's believable like i think regular dialogue said by a regular person who doesn't have like a really strong like like um like character sort of like subset of um rules to follow i just don't think she's all that interesting i think she is an overactor i do not think she is overacting this movie for one second i think she and killian murphy are both fantastic okay i disagree i yeah, think she's clearly we disagree. do think we disagree on some things in this movie gap i'm thinking there's know, gonna be maybe. a lot of disagreement as this podcast episode goes on um, I think Killian Murphy is actually pretty good until he's not. I think he's like really good, really good, really good, really good. And then it just becomes like farcical almost so what's when the point he's it like becomes farcical when he's running around with the pen in his neck. 
But that's not your problem. It's not with him. Your problem then was with that story moment. Yeah, but it's kind of in the same way that you have a problem with the 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 wheelchair guy being like, oh, stop it. I'm walking. It's like, like, yeah, it's not his fault. OK, wait, but that's you what to his character that. is doing. Or you're talking about an X-Men Dark Dark Fate or Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix when Jean Grey mind controls Professor X to walk. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that that's what I'm referring way, to. It sounded way weird out of context when you said I have a problem with wheelchair Sorry. people. <laughs> Sometimes I forget we're doing a podcast and I feel like I'm just talking to you. Um, Only Scotty like, knows every reference we talk about. I know, Damn I know. It. I'm sorry. Um, I. Uh, it's not his fault, but it's like, here's the thing, right? You have to imagine if you're an actor and you get a script and you're looking at it and you realize what this character is going through, but like also while this is all happening, he has a pen in his neck and he's like trying not to disrupt it because if it comes out, obviously then like he's going to have a giant hole in his neck. And so it what kind are you of like needs about? to be- He pulls it out. I mean- He pulls okay. it out immediately because they said that the doctor literally says- Oh yeah, oh, don't- There's no damage. It's just the windpipe. Yeah. And then he pulls it up. But that there's no I don't know. I There's no way. Anyway, he ends up putting a scarf around his neck to like hide the hole. And there's no blood coming out of it because the blood would seep through the scarf and be like a problem, which I thought would have been way more interesting. But OK, we're just going to pretend he's completely fine. I don't know. I just think it it becomes a little bit over delivered. Um, and I, I have not looked at the IMDb because obviously, like, I don't want to be exposed to anything prior to our conversations but i cannot possibly believe that i am in the minority here well we'll find out if you are um i think that he does a great job in this movie and he does a great job in two ways he in the very beginning of this movie i think he believably plays just like a charming guy that if you did not know that you were going to a horror movie it might this movie sets up like it's going to be a a rom-com like yeah. I literally, if you watch the trailer for this movie, the first like 30 seconds of the trailer is pretending to be a rom-com before it like twists in the trailer too. Yeah. I think he does a great job doing that. Then doing complete, you know, sociopathic in control. I don't care about your feelings. And then he does a twist from that into being a slasher villain. Like he becomes Jason Voorhees once he is following her and getting to the house, well, even to the point where he's got his, ridiculous voice now because he's got his tracheotomy and he has to hold down on his throat and he goes I like I love that moment and I'm like oh it's so stupid I love it like it's ridiculous that repeat like, that repeat that say that again go fuck yourself that's what I had said no, no, no it's no, no. it's his voice sounds stupid is what I'm saying but it works it works in the sense that like I buy him trying to be creepy still and still trying to talk like once she has the gun on him he's like we could talk again like he's holding down his throat like trying to make it seem that way I need to ask you a question. Do you like this movie because you think it's like ridiculous? No. I like this movie because I think it is thrilling and fun. Okay. I there's yeah. Okay. Okay. I respect you. Ay ay ay. Well. I feel like I guess I should just get to some, should I just get to some facts? Get to the facts, please, because I can't wait to talk about... I can't wait to hear what IMDb has to say. I want the truth! Face the facts, dokes. Facts have no place with an organized religion. Let's start where we usually do with our ratings. Uh, IMDb gives this a 6.5 out of 10. On Rotten Tomatoes' tomato meter, it gets a 79% with an average rating of 6.7 out of 10. 154 fresh reviews and 40 rotten. The audience score is 64% with an average score of 3.5 out of 5. 
The movie had a budget of $26 million and grossed $96 million. It was wow. directed. Yeah. It was directed by Wes Craven, who also directed Scream, A Nightmare on Elm Street, and The Last House on the Left. The movie was written by Carl Ellsworth and Dan Foos. Carl Ellsworth, who you can actually see in the movie when all the passengers are sleeping on the one guy on the laptop. The one guy on the laptop is the writer. Uh, he also wrote Disturbia, the remake of The Last House on the Left, and the remake of Red Dawn. The movie stars Rachel McAdams as Lisa, who you may know from Mean Girls, The Notebook, and Game Night, and Killian Murphy as Jackson Ripner, who you may know from Oppenheimer, Peaky Blinders, and Batman Begins. It's funny in the trailer, it literally goes, I think it has like their names come up as like The Notebooks, Rachel McAdams, Batman Begins, Killian Murphy, because I guess they just weren't that famous yet, but it seemed very funny to me. Yeah. And lastly, we've got Brian Cox as Lisa's dad, Joe, who you may know as Logan Roy from Succession, Hannibal Lecter in Manhunter, and as General Stryker from X2 X-Men United. Uh, critics consensus with solid performances and tight direction from Wes Craven, Red Eye is a brisk economic thriller. Let's get to some reviews. Roger Ebert gave it three stars. After a summer of crashes, bangs, endless chase scenes, and special effects that belittle the actors standing in front of them, what a pleasure to see characters in a thriller doing what people like themselves possibly could do. Roger Moore from the Orlando Sentinel, teach this one in film schools. Maybe it could save us from all those stupid, nobody would do that plot turns, flaccid formula screenwriting, and thrillers that run so long they lose their thrills. Dan Flenberg from zaptoit.com, given that Red Eye runs less than 80 minutes without credits, the utter failure of its final act is damning. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Because to be honest with you, I was kind of in until it's until I will tell you what I will tell you what I'm going to be I'm going to be real with you. I was in until they got off the airplane. I was really excited to see what she was going to do. And I was genuinely hoping that the entire movie took place on the plane because I thought how cool to have this situation where there's nowhere to run. And then they fucking ruined it because they they did nothing but run. And it was ridiculous. Okay. I still like it once it comes off the plane. But that is a more understand. That's the most understandable complaint. More so than any of your 10 other bullshit things. That's not true. Continuing the reviews. Renee Rodriguez from Miami Herald. Yeah, that's right. I shut you down. An immensely dumb, immensely fun thriller. (laughs) Claudia Pugh from USA Today. (laughs) You're immensely dumb. That's what Claudia Pugh from USA Today says. Uh, Once the plane touches land, things go downhill. The movie devolves into a by-the-book action flick. Thank you, Claudia. Claudia for president. I am very real with my reviews. I get good and bad if they're there. Bill Muller from Arizona Republic. It's encouraging that Craven cast two relative newcomers who are excited about being in the film rather than stale stars earning a paycheck. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Let's get to some of the fun facts. Uh, Wes Craven in the 1970s, directed adult films under the fake name Abe Snake. Oh, my God. Well, that's hilarious for two reasons. Number one, the obvious. But number two, is Wes Craven his real name? Wes Craven is his real name. That's insane. Okay. Abe Snake. Yeah. Uh, This film was originally Oh, my God. What? It's not worth it, and I'm not going to go off on too long of a tangent, but remind me someday to tell you about when I worked for this restaurant group. I was the training manager for, like, an entire restaurant group in New York City, and we hired this, like, regional GM that I did not like and did not care for. And I said, no, don't hire him. And everybody else was like, nah, he's great. He's great. So we hired him. And then upon further Googling, when I was like, this guy's weird. I don't trust him. I looked him up, and it turned out he was a fucking 
amateur porn star and his dick was all over the internet and i was like you guys didn't google him and then i had seen him naked and seen all this crazy shit and um they were like it's too late and now we can't say anything like you know what i mean like we we offered him that it was like this whole thing and i was like his dick is everywhere so all you went on the tangent i don't need to answer the story you just told it that's it sorry let me continue with the fun facts okay but did he have a name as good as Ape Snake? Okay. The film was written for yes, Sean did. Penn and Robin Wright Penn originally. However, Wes Craven uh, opted for younger leads. Wait a second. Robin Wright Penn? She used to be Robin Wright Penn. They were married at the time. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. I think they were still married at the time. Yeah. Wow. She's who now she's I almost said she's who married now. <laughs> I, I I think she's single if you look. <laughs> um, Slide into those DMs. As far as I know. Uh when coffee gets spilled on Lisa, the surprise from Rachel McAdams is genuine because she had no idea it would be an ice cappuccino and freezing. In the scene in the plane bathroom when Killian Murphy is throwing her around. He missed the place he was supposed to throw her and hit her head and actually knocked her unconscious. <gasps> After that, uh, she she woke up and she was ready for work and Killian Murphy was afraid to do it again. So this is actually in the movie and is included in, I actually think this is really cool, the DVD has bloopers for Red Eye. Oh my God. And they're actually awesome. Like, I was like, oh my God, like, are, are they the most hilarious movies you've ever seen? But no, no, but I miss when movies had bloopers. I think that's so cool. Yeah. It's cool to see. Wait, so the scene in the bathroom, she's actually unconscious? There's one moment where he throws her head against a wall, and there's, like, one time where, like, he he must have actually hit her head. In the take that's in the film, Killian Murphy's hand can be seen holding the back of McAdams' head to guard her from hitting again. Um. So he's a gentleman. He does not, not like to, to throw women around. Good yeah, for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, in today's day and age, makes him a gentleman. The bar oh, is low. <laughs> he does not listen to Andrew Tate, as far as we know. <laughs> um, there was also a, one other cool extra thing that was included, and I'll put it in the description below, is they had like a special feature on the DVD that's all about the extras, because they're in so much of the movie on the plane. So it was like, yeah, you know, I came up with a character that I was like, you know, trafficking drugs. And it was like, okay, you're just sitting in a chair the whole time, but good for you <laughs> that you like did the work, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you know. You got a you got a hundred and forty thousand dollar degree from a fucking performing arts school. You might as well use it. Oh my god! Relatable hashtag relatable. <laughs> uh, Killian Murphy was also unsure if anyone would ever want to sit beside him on a plane again after this movie. Yeah. Also because he's ugly. And one last fun fact: um, it was another like interview thing. So an interviewer asked the stars and director if they've ever had an experience with someone where they just couldn't get away. And most of the answers were really shitty, except for Wes Craven, who said, yeah, my second marriage. And I was like, okay, okay. Sense of humor there for Wes Craven. It worked. Fuck you, Gav. I'm so mad at you. Oh, God. Have you? Have you? Have you ever been in that situation? Yes. I've totally felt like I was in that situation, especially with like, I've had coworkers where it was like, I'm forced to work next to you for several hours at a time and I cannot stand you. Yeah. 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 I think the worst for me is um, if you are on the subway and you see somebody, you know, and they like come up to you like, Hey, what's up? And you're like listening to music or a podcast and you have to like unlisten 
and be like, hey, what's up? And then God forbid you're both on the train for like a long period of time and then you're making small talk the whole time. Like, I would just rather be dead. If you want to be nice to me and you see me in public, just smile, wave and don't say anything. I was going to say, I feel like if you run into somebody, there's two choices. It's either just like give a hey or like give a wave and like or nod to that type of thing. Or it's the we're going to stop and have a full conversation. And there's almost nobody that I'm ever going to run into that I'm like, yes, let's stop and have a full conversation. I really yeah. wanted that. No, I'm usually like, if I'm running into you, I'm doing something. I, I yeah. don't want this. Don't do this. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. 100%. That's my my worst case scenario. Okay. Now that we've gotten our worst case scenario socially out of the way, we can move on to some mail. And we got a lot of mail to catch up on. Oh, boy. Here we go. Mail time. When you control the mail, you control information. Mom asked me to ask you if there's any mail for us here by mistake. What? All right, let's get started with, we have a couple comments. So this comment was on the Nice Guys episode. Uh, and first we got Scott Cameron, who's giving me a time code for something I don't remember because it was weeks oh, ago. Weeks <laughs> this is, ago. This is more our fault than his. Um, yeah. 2151. Ha, huh, what a loser that Ryan Gosling is in the Nice Guys. If I'm not mistaken, Hot Fuzz was a buddy cop movie and Gab wasn't, too, wasn't sold on that movie too. That's true. Gab was also wrong about that movie. I look forward to the Moonstruck episode. I saw that movie on TV a while ago with Nick Cage and Cher. Hopefully he commented on that one, too. Let's see. I guess we'll find out soon. Next, we have a comment on Moonstruck, and this one is from Lenola Cola, and they said, happy birthday, Dylan. Thank Aww. you. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even ask you how your birthday was. It was good. We were traveling, so it was basically just a lot of time on a plane or in a car, and like it wasn't bad. It just we didn't yeah. do much. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Also, once you're past a certain age, birthdays are essentially meaningless. I just um, want to do that. Nothing. Is absolutely not true. I think it is true. Okay. It's just another day, as Paul McCartney once said. <laughs> now, another comment on the Moonstruck episode from Scotty Cameron, who did listen to it. Happy birthday, Dylan! Thank you, Scotty. People Aww. are so nice. No, sadly, we did not have Hollywood video out here in the Midwest. We had family video instead. That's like when I found out that like it's not all Dollar Tree. There's also like Dollar General and Family Dollar. I was like, what, what are these? Yeah. Yeah. But it is funny, right? Like, doesn't it feel like coastally it would be Hollywood video? And then in the middle of the country, it's like, no, no, no. Here we value family. <laughs> <laughs> in Idaho, it's just potato video. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Uh, where was I here? I recently saw some abandoned family video locations in Wichita, Kansas. We do have an FYE location out here i know that fye is headquartered in albany new york what yeah. also, also it's fi no huh are you serious Fi? do you I actually say fi i mean listen when was the last time you saw one of those stores but yeah well first of all i still actively seek out fye the only one left on long island is in the smith haven mall so catch oh my me God, there that's, that's closer to my parents i know i have to drive out there sometimes it's like a 35 minute drive for me i'm like i gotta go to fye once in a while that's oh my God. that's like a good that, dvd store now that mall has actually gotten really nice it was a pretty good mall yeah this is a mall to watch a before time. you die yeah this is a mall mall to shop at before you die um i i didn't know fye is headquartered in albany i imagine that's just their business headquarters though also, the, I, I know that you don't know New York that well because you said near where you are and Albany is about a three and a half hour drive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Albany is far. Big state. Yeah. Uh, our I'll be F going there soon. Oh, sorry. Really? Just FYI. Yeah. In October, we are competing uh, in a CrossFit competition in like 
Highland, New York, which is, I think it's Highland. It's kind of near Albany. Uh, it's near where my friend Dana lives and Dana lives near Albany. Um, and then we're doing a, a gymnastics course up there. What? I'm just picturing you versus like Chuck Schumer. <laughs> <laughs> In Albany. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But doing bar facing burpees. Yes, I don't. Th- I think you'll beat him. I hope I would hope so. You never know. He might have some shifty like Tanya Harding type stuff going on where he's going to like club you in the knee. I mean, maybe he spoke at my high school graduation and also he spoke at everyone's high school graduation. <laughs> he know, spoke at my high school speech. graduation. He spoke at my college graduation. He spoke at Chiselle's college graduation. Same speech every time. Yeah. Every yeah, yeah, yeah. time. Wow. I didn't know he hit up colleges, too. Oh, yeah. He must wow. get paid. I mean, maybe. Well, he doesn't do it for fun. Maybe well, really, he does. You don't think so? Why? Why would he? It's the same speech I mean, every time. You can Google it because there are now he's done it so often that there are compilations of him doing his graduation speech over and over again. And it's the same speech every time where he's like, no trip around the world, no girl. And he like he thinks it's this hilarious line that he's throwing out every time for the people. And he like waits for applause. And like by this point, people are so angry at politicians that it's just like as you get like a smattering of claps and then you get like a boo. Like, <laughs> there's always one person in the audience who's like, I'm going to boom. I'm going to do it. But also, it's like I, I heard I heard this at my kid's high school graduation. I heard this at my second kid's high school graduation. Now I'm hearing it at the second one's college graduation. It's like it's not funny anymore. Giselle and I graduated uh, a day apart in our college graduations. And he was at both graduations and did the exact <laughs> same speech beat for beat. Oh, my Zach God. Zach was there. He was like, I was feeding the lines. <laughs> he was like, I was just <laughs> repeating it before he said it. <laughs> oh, my God. That's incredible. Uh, where where was I? I? Okay. RFYE location is in the Oak Park Mall in Overland Park, Kansas. You'll have to let us know if it's a mall to shop it before you die. And I have visited there to buy CDs and browse their DVDs, though I end up buying DVDs from the Entertain Mart or Barnes & Noble's locations in the same mall. I think it just shows the sad state of physical media that FYE and Barnes and Nobles are the best we have now. I can't believe people still use it, but okay. Also, Scotty left a comment on our 50th episode. Thanks, Scotty. And said, I Thank love you. Trivial Pursuit Movie Edition. Aw, yay. That was fun. I really like that episode. Um, I think it it spoke well to both of our strong suits. I think we totally miscommunicated on our on our trivia portions, though. Oh, no, no, no. I knew what I was doing. I knew what you would have. Yeah, mine was very, like, straightforward. Yours was like, <laughs> who misses dead people? Where I'm like, what? <laughs> Dylan, if there's anything that I don't wish to be on this podcast, it's straightforward. Okay, so I'm going to move on to some emails now. And we've got okay. just a very old email by this point. This email is two weeks old from Scott in Toronto okay. on... The Heat, to answer Gab's question about a woman actress just being fat, which this was before we had put out the episode where we were told about the nice guys making our listener uncomfortable. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm in trouble all the time. It's okay. I'm used to it. To answer Gab's question about a woman actress just being fat, let's look at The Heat from 2013, starring Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy. Similar sort of action comedy as The Nice Guys, gigantic hit, made $230 million on a $43 million budget. Paul Feig's follow-up, Spy, was also an action comedy starring Melissa McCarthy that was a gigantic hit, $235 million on a $65 million budget. But yes, Russell Crowe is bad in Les Mis. Thank you, Scott. And listen, all I'm going to say is this. Is Russell Crowe as funny as Melissa McCarthy? No. And even if you don't think Melissa McCarthy is funny, there is, there is an undeniable attempt at comedy that Russell Crowe doesn't have. And I don't want to talk about it any further because I am afraid of being canceled, even though who the fuck am I 
it doesn't let me, matter. Let me just say this. I've seen Russell Crowe attempt comedy once, and I thought he did it very well in The Nice Guys. I've seen Melissa McCarthy attempt comedy numerous times, <laughs> and I don't think she does it well every single time. So you know what? Russell Crowe's got a better average to me. I suppose. I I suppose. Um, I do think that Melissa McCarthy is really funny in Bridesmaids. Everyone thinks Melissa McCarthy is really funny in Bridesmaids, but then okay. you see movies like Identity Thief. Or I saw, uh, not Spy, the one he just said, The Heat. I saw that in theaters. I was going to say, just because you saw it doesn't mean the rest of us have to pay the ultimate price for it. I didn't tell you to see that movie. I didn't see that movie. Her batting average to me is great because I've only seen the movies that are worth seeing. I was talking about my batting average. <laughs> I'm now going to Liz McCarthy's IMDb to talk about movies I've seen her in that I did not find her funny. <laughs> okay, let's go. God, she, you know what? God bless her. She works that Melissa McCarthy. She, she works, works a lot. She works. And you know what? At this point in my life, I respect somebody who works because, listen, you don't have to love everything you do, but the bills keep coming. So don't let your passion get in the way of your fucking financial freedom. Amen. Can I get I amen? Amen. I don't think Thank I've you. seen as many Melissa McCarthy things as I think I have. Maybe it's just she works so much that I'm like, you know what? My average is from a very small sample size. Yeah, she works a lot. Let's give Melissa McCarthy more credit. You're very funny, Melissa McCarthy. You're just not hitting as high an average for me specifically. Make more movies directly for me. Yeah, exactly. Same to Russell Crowe for me. Yes, make I'm more sure movies directly for Gab. Um, what have I got here? We got one more email from the one and only Keen Machine. Aw, hi, Keen. Greetings, Gab and Dylan. I quite enjoyed hearing profound thoughts from your special guest this week on a very important topic. This is from the Moonstruck episode. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> I hope we can hear from him again someday. Which I'm sure Scott oh, will yeah. be back at some point. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You guys did all right, too. I guess. <laughs> Thank you. Very, very Thank good. You, kind of afraid Gav thinks I'm ugly now, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can actually say with certainty that I do not. Wow. You rarely get yeah. that. All listeners, you can now find out if you just ask. I will tell you specifically. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just send me a DM along with a five dollar Venmo, and I will let you know. I'm like the uh, like what's the what's the fortune telling thing in Big that he put Zoltar. the like great Zoltar? Yeah, I'm I'm Gabtar. Just I don't send know me. why. My mind went straight to the barstool sports guy who's like one bite. Everybody knows the rules with the pizza. You're like one oh. picture. Everybody knows the rules. You're ugly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh-huh. well, what can you do? Also, I did, now I feel like I need to make it very clear that uh, I'm exaggerating. And I, I, I don't think I don't walk around judging whether or not people are ugly. And also, <laughs> I really don't care all that much. The only person whose looks I care about are my own. OK. Darn tootin'. <laughs> Keen ends it by saying, how could I possibly live up to her stance of perfection? Good news. You did. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it. Anyway, keep it keen machine and that is all the mail oh my god that was so much easier than you had made it sound like it was gonna be it was a lot of things but they were each short they were concise bless we're doing it we're on our way all righty so we should get back to talking about red eye and our verdicts which i'm sure will not be extremely obvious based on the conversation we've had so far <laughs> yeah we can go back to screaming at each other yeah fuck you <laughs> do or do not there is no try the guilty will be punished. Sentence to death. Why don't you go first? Because I feel like yours is as obvious as mine. Yeah. Listen, I... <clears throat> I am not 
a it has to be an Oscar nominated piece of art kind of movie girl. I've I said Josie and the Pussycats was a movie to watch before you die. I said that um, the CrossFit fucking games documentary, which, by the way, this was the weekend of the CrossFit Games. Shout out to um, Laura Horvath and Jeffrey Adler fittest in the world um i am a huge fan of thing i love 90 day fiance i don't need it to be high art okay but i think this movie does two things wrong number one it strays from the beauty of its story which is two people are on an airplane they're stuck together she can't get away from him he has he has her right where he wants her and instead of saying in this like how are we going to figure this out in this tin can they land the plane and run through the airport so i just thought that was like not great and number two it it takes a lot of really big moments and makes them kind of small like she stabs him in the neck and if the, she doesn't stab him in the neck it ends the same way you know what i mean Absolutely like not. it's that is no shut it's up the only it reason does. she's able to get away from him but what i'm saying is she could have stabbed him in the side she could have she could have put it through the palm of his hand she could have it doesn't matter stabbing somebody in the neck dylan Dylan stabbing somebody in the neck that should be disastrous. I'm about to be reclaiming my time and just cut your verdict off. So why don't, why don't no, you wrap no, this no, no. shit up? Let me finish. It doesn't matter where she stabs him, it ends the same. You've been giving your verdict for 30 fucking minutes. This whole <laughs> time you've been talking, your opinion talk was your verdict, god damn it. I'm just saying that's where it lost me. Huge moments. And not to mention, if you're going to think about it through the lens of Lisa, she decides to stab him in the neck and run. And like her character doesn't really change. Like that's a huge she's upset about the death of this political guy who, by the way, like, did he have a was he a senator? Was he the president? Like he, he was, was just the a Deputy politician. secretary of Homeland Security. OK, anyway. He she's all upset that he's going to die and she's upset about her father's. She's clearly like not violent. She's clearly not like very good at um, confrontation, like physical confrontation. You know what I mean? And she has this moment where she like chooses violence, quite literally. And like it doesn't change her. She's still the same person afterward. Like she's not empowered. She like it just I don't know. I just the whole thought movie it was is her. The whole movie is her being empowered. Her being this strong character, like, I feel like your problem with Moonstruck is that there weren't enough. No, was this your problem with Moonstruck? The female characters weren't strong? Yes. Yeah. She is such a strong female character. She's a strong female character, but Dylan, she doesn't change. Like, the, like, a a character arc has to have a moment where the character, something happens to them or they cause something to happen that changes their perspective or how they handle things. And the whole movie, she, was, she gets kidnapped and that changes her perspective. She would no, never it let doesn't. it happen again. She refuses he, to be walked over by the end by the other employee, like by the the other the customer. She literally in the first movie says there are no special. There are no no bad yeah, customers, yeah. only guests with special needs. Yeah. I just think that's lame. Like, I, I feel like they it was just not well done. Say two things you liked about it. OK, two things that I liked about it. I liked that they were stuck on a plane and she had to figure out how she was going to get away. Like when she wrote on the mirror, 
person in seat whatever has a bomb I was like ooh, sick um like I I liked the feeling of like how like if you were in that situation how what would you do how are you gonna you know she's trying to write a note in the book to the lady like I just I loved that I think if that were the movie it would have been good and then it just is the movie that's 80 percent of the movie yeah, and then the last twenty percent is garbage. And but it what's your it. ending then, Gab? What's your ending if they just stay on the plane? I don't know, Dylan. I don't write movies, but a good screenwriter would have kept. It's like it's like, it's it's that was that was gold right there. That was gold. Was what's what what's another example of a movie where it takes place in a very specific Wait until dark. Okay, yes, fine. Wait until dark. That is, somebody wrote that movie. No, they didn't just wind up all walking around the park and suddenly the cops came and it was okay. Like, come on. Wait until dark I is a better movie. I can't be crazy. It is. Lots of things are better movies. Recess Schools Out was a better movie. No, that's not true. That's I was not like, true. Uh, I'll take it as a win that's either way, true. I guess. No, that's not <laughs> I'll true. Take it where I'm, I can get I'm, uh, my passion is is making me not think clearly. So- um I'm guessing it's a no. Wait, you didn't even get to a second good thing. God damn it. You could be a second okay, so, good thing. So that was the first good thing. It, that Some of that was good. And I think the la- the second good thing about it, since when do we do this, by the way? Because I'd like you to uh, to recite a nice long list of two good things. No, 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 like. no, 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 no. Because you have you have gone on a 30 minute tirade of the, like this whole movie was you. You had subsections, Gab. Subsections. <laughs> OK, OK, OK. My my I, I thing that I liked. Um There was a jump scare that really got me good. Really? Because you always say you don't get scared by movies. So what was it? When? No, 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 no. Hold up. I don't get scared by movies, meaning that I don't watch a movie and then think, oh, my God, I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. I'm still susceptible. You to are susceptible scares. to a jump scare. OK, so what was the yeah. jump scare that got you good? Is it when um, you in the house? Yeah. And she has the hockey stick and he's behind the door. Oh, when she's like she's like casually shutting the door at one point because she assumes like it misdirects you in a way that you don't think the door that she's shutting is going to be the one he's behind. So that yes. did get you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then he scare. jumps out and I went. <gasps> okay. And then I had to be like, sorry, 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 sorry. Well, so, so is it, is it, a, is it a no? <laughs> um, what? I'm going to say if I really had to put my money on it, I would say this movie was bad. So no. Well, you, the listener, Yes, you, you educated, brilliant listener you are. I think that this is a movie to watch before you die. I think it is thrilling. I think it is fun. I think it's a good watch. I think it's a cool concept. I think it's two great actors. And I think that it is wonderfully directed. I think it's fun. I like it a lot. I'm happy for you. I'm happy Has for Giselle me too. seen this movie? And I think that if you can remotely suspend your disbelief, you won't have nearly the laundry list of problems that have happened with it. I think you can. And by suspend- the way, airlines have gotten so much worse over the past two decades. So if you're thinking, why does that bathroom look so huge? It's because bathrooms now are like being in a coffin on an airplane. Yeah. Bathrooms on an airplane are bad. Um, you can't fuck in that thing. Nobody can bad. fuck in that bathroom. No. Maybe that's why they've done it. You so, know what I mean? Yeah. I'm thinking we're we're not going to agree on this one. But Abe Snake is a is a director for name to watch before you die. <laughs> I wish I could remember what his porn name was. It, it's on the tip of my tongue. I remember his real name, but I won't say it. It was. Um, we were talking about the other day. Do you remember? Um, do you do you know who Anthony Weiner is? Right. 
Yeah, of course. I, like it just popped back into my mind. Like I don't remember how Anthony Weiner came up, but I was like, "You mean Carlos Danger?" <laughs> like pseudonym. <laughs> yeah, which is insane. Um, oh my god. Yeah, I don't know, Dill. I uh... <gasps> Carlos Danger I sounds know. like a video that would be in the Steven Seagal straight to video park and been disaster area. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. What's the acronym? SS. S-S-S-V-P-T-D? I don't know. <laughs> I lost it. I lost it. Um, the, uh, God, I wish I could remember his his poor name. It's going to come back to me. I could just Google it. I know his real name. Um, it was come back to me. That was his name. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, well, I'm so sorry, but I sincerely do not believe that I am the minority here. So excited to hear what people think about both the attractiveness or lack thereof. Of yeah, swing and a miss here. Oof. What's his face? Killian Murphy. Killian Murphy from Oppenheimer. also does a really good job hiding his very, very thick Irish accent. I, yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. If you ever I- see, like, I remember in school, I had to watch The Wind That Shakes the Barley, which is an mm. Irish movie. He, you can't understand a goddamn word he says when he's talking. Those like fucking people. Accent. I was like, whoa! Yeah. It's impossible to understand. Yeah. All right, all right. Cab, say say the end things that we say. Well, I'm too depressed. <laughs> Listener, send us an email: movies to watch before you die at gmail.com. Send us a voice note: anchor.fm/slash movies to watch. But most importantly, send us your honest opinions on who is right and who is wrong. And then send me a Venmo to help me heal from the carnage that I just had to deal with from not just watching this movie, but having to argue with Dylan about it. Oh, yes, because you spent so much. Help Gav recoup her $3.99 that she lost out <laughs> on because of this movie. Dylan, every penny counts, all right? You brought me straight from depression to rage, Gav, so thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. Oh, my God. Oh, thank um, you for listening. Gab, do you have a movie so picked up for listening. next week? I'm scrolling my list right now. I feel like there have been a number of things that I've been like, oh man, that's what I'm going to pick for next week. And now I don't remember. So I'm going to say I'm going to have to talk to you offline because I don't remember what it was that I wanted to pick. We'll come back next week when we talk about a movie that Gab thinks is one to watch before you die. And I mercilessly nitpick it to death. <laughs> yeah. I will come up with a I list of so many goddamn things. I don't think anything I said was nitpicky. In fact, the last thing I said, you uh, the first and the last, you pointed out. So because they were such nitpicky, bullshitty things. We can't no. we can't go back and relitigate this. It's over. We can't. We can't. It's, it's done. It's over. All right. Dylan. Gab. <laughs> you know. Until next time. Avita Zen. Don't say that, Dylan. They murdered us. Arrivederci? <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Maybe that's the movie I'll pick. No, just kidding. Arrivederci. What movie? What movie? Inglorious Bastards? Yes! Oh, wow, I'm real proud of myself that I got that. Yeah, okay. that was great. Gorlami. Italian third best. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's okay. that's where to end it. <laughs> that's where it ends. So what do you do? Government overthrows flashy, high-profile assassinations, the usual. You're a spy. I should have known. No, I'm not a spy. Hitman. I'm a lousy shot. Right. 
You work for the CIA. Well, if I did, I couldn't say, could I? Uh, no. The mafia? The money's shit. Mm. Okay, well, that's kind of weird. <laughs> Why don't you just tell me what you do? I already did. <laughs>